podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes. And about four years ago, I set up a, a podcast called The Celtic State of Mind with a guy called Kevin Graham. He was on the first episode. We did it around the kitchen table. Kevin Graham joins me today. Welcome to the show, Kev. Oh, it's brilliant, man. Brilliant. And we are also here with Lawrence Connolly and Anthony Haggerty for a big one. It's a big game. Let's not deny it, uh, Anthony. I don't know how you feel about getting up on the morning of a game like this. I tend to avoid Twitter other than seeing when the team line is confirmed. I don't get involved in all this uh, battle nonsense. I just see it as a game of football. How do you approach a game like this today? Do you know what I did today? I watched a documentary called In Praise of Caesar and it was shown the day after Celtic won the League and Cup double against Dundee in 1988 and I watched it because there's a line from Ian Archer which I thought was terrific at the time and I'm going to bring it up and he said near the end he said they say the joy's gone out of football and it's no longer the beautiful game it once was but they weren't at Parkhead yesterday now there's a cracking musical montage which shows you goals for the season and then it focuses on the Ibrox game when Paul McStain and Andy Walker scored Celtic 1-1 to guarantee the title. But it was Ian Archer's words that were going through my head all week. And if I was John Kennedy, I'd have been drumming that into the players all week. I'd have showed them the documentary for a start and then say to them, how can the joy of going out of football for Celtic this season of all seasons, a totally, utterly joyless season for the supporters so far this campaign? So see, see today... I want to say, like, players to rediscover the joy of playing football. Mm-hmm. Rediscover the joy of football. Rediscover the joy of winning against your rivals in a big match at Ibrooks. Right? I want them to rediscover the joy and pride of playing for the Celtic jersey, the badge and the crest and the cause. Right? I want them to rediscover the joy of playing. Play for your interim manager, John Kennedy. I want you to discover the joy of playing football for yourselves as players. But most importantly of all, I want the players to go out at Ibrox and rediscover the joy of football and winning and dedicate a victory today to you and I, Kevin and Lawrence. To the supporters, readdress that balance and bring some football joy back to everybody today. My dad ran an amateur team 10 years ago, well, for 10 years in the 80s, and their solitary one-word motto was commitment. I want to see that for the Celtic team today. Every department, every position... Cheer, 
utter commitment. And if they lose, so be it. But you'll know that I don't want to lose to a team that's more committed than us today. Nah, that's that's totally unacceptable. And you know, tomorrow starts a new era at Celtic with Dominic Mackay coming in, his new role as a CEO. What better, what better way to embark on this new chapter by our victory in the bag against your Derby rivals and then you can go about unveiling your DOF and your new manager as the week continues. That, to me, would bring the joy back to a lot of Celtic supporters starting today. Listen, you mentioned Ian Archer, Lawrence, and he's someone that I would describe as a wordsmith. You know, when you look through the archives of old newspapers where Ian Archer was uh, writing nondescript uh, match reports, they stuck in your mind. He wrote them like a work of art. Unbelievable writer, unbelievable journalist. You've often been called Axom's wordsmith. Um, I mean, your words on Friday, uh, you really struck a chord with a lot of football fans, Tony. And I think that you're right, though. It's not as though we're just talking talking about cliches here. We're talking about um, a loss of pride all season. A loss of commitment from a lot of players, some of whom are no longer at Celtic. And um, a loss of belief in a lot of us as supporters that we could turn it around and we could get something from this season. Kevin Graham, I'll come to yourself. Love that t-shirt, by the way. What's the story behind it? Uh, it's from Saul Davis for James uh, Charity. Um, everybody belongs here and it's got a great message it's just got no more hate no more no hate, hate on today no of all days hate. yeah yes he just dropped that in there Tony as though you know sold, sold Davis from James you know <laughs> he's only sold 40 million records but yeah this is a t-shirt that I need in you know brilliant and when you're looking at this season Kev and you're looking about trying to regain some sense of pride um I heard a comment from John Kennedy talking about there will be no sentimental decisions when he was talking about you know playing Scott Brown um, as, a, as an automatic choice. There'll be no sentimental decisions. The last game of this season won't be about Scott Brown. It'll be about Celtic. Um, how much of that resonates for you when you you look at how much we have fallen this season? That the club actually owes us, the fans, something today and something this season. That's one way of looking at me. I mean, I'm, I'm following Tony again, a bit like Friday. I mean, like when Jim came in to try and follow Tony, um, it's, it's extremely difficult. Eh? Does the, the players? I would rather the look. It's a very romantic notion to say the players are due or something. And I think if we were in the stadiums, the players maybe would believe that they owed us something. I just want them to look in the mirror and owe themselves something. Uh, have a bit of professional p- pride as you mentioned there Paul that some of them have completely chucked it some of them have chucked it before the start of the season and the reason that we fell so far I mean we're 20 points behind uh, we've lost our league championship this is it's almost as if our, our, our league hasn't our, our season hasn't started everybody calls a, a season a roller coaster eh? and it really does feel like your roller coaster was stuck we haven't went up the first hump yet and we haven't made the first drop. And one in the day will set us over that drop, or either that we're just going to reverse and actually just get off and no, no get on the, no, 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 no ride the roller coaster at all. I mean, it depends. What does the football gods want to do with us? Do they want to, do they want to go, ah, these are good guys, have a wee victory and, and keep, get your season going, eh? Or are they just going to hit us with a big shovel full of poo and just go take it? Eh, this is what you're getting. And, I'm really interested. If you, if, I mean, if you didn't want to play in these games, and if you didn't want to have this pressure in these games, and if you're not going to enjoy these games, then why are you a fan and why are you actually on the pitch? You've got to actually go out there and enjoy them. I, I agree with Tony. I want to see the, the, the players have some professional pride. Whether they're playing for me or, or not, it's up to them. They can play for whoever they want to play. But as long as they do the jersey, proud. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be more than happy in that. I say on Monday that. I don't want them to come off the park with near no regrets. If they come off the park with regrets, then our season's no started. Now, Lawrence, Kevin described it as being like on a ro- roller coaster. I think it's felt more like being on the waltzers. You know, just when it slows down, somebody else spins you in the opposite direction. You don't know if you're coming or going. And then when you jump off it, you're a wee bit dizzy and you feel sick. That's been my season for Celtic. Uh, when you're looking at today, how important is it to start this rebirth, this rebuild? As Tony says, tomorrow, Dominic Mackay comes into office. We, uh, I'm not saying we are expecting 
but um, there is rumbles that uh, there may well be further announcements next week. Is this the beginning of that? Hopefully. You know, the players have got a chance to keep the cup record going, set another record, you know, five Scottish Cups in the spin. That's what hopefully Kenny is focusing on. As poor a season it's been, you've still got a chance to be record breakers. You need to turn up. So to say, we need commitment. Kev's talks done it. We need a bit of battle up from the gods and hopefully at the end of the day we'll have all the fun of the fair and, you know, a good win. <laughs> All the fun of the fair, the, the roller coaster, the waltzers. It's been like a ghost train sometimes this year, Tony Haggerty. That's just um, the lighting in here, I think. That is the lighting. Ah, yeah, it is the lighting, actually. Yep. Kevin is uh, showing everybody that I'm not as pale as I might look, or peely wally, to use a good Scottish term. Uh, Jim Moore asked me if I was ill the other day. Cheers, Jim. So let's have a look at. Uh, it is bad lighting. Yeah, it's really bad. It is, eh? Let's uh, have a look at the, the team line. We've been speaking about it all week, Anthony Haggerty. Uh, we were in a situation where I guess the biggest worry was James Forrest because of the impact he had made in the last couple of games. So many fans had been commenting about the fact that, you know, this is a guy who was always on the brunt, always seems to be on the brunt of Celtic fans' criticism. Uh, but everybody over the last couple of weeks seems to have realised how much we've missed him, but he's out, he hasn't made it. That's a massive blow for Celtic today, Tony. It's a massive blow, but it depends how you approach it. He, he's not made it, so we bring in Christie in his position, right? So you've got to go with it. But we spoke off here just before we came on, and we're making the point that, you know, if Elianusi turns up, if Edward turns up, if Turnbull turns up, you know, you get match winners in those three players alone. Christie himself, you know what I mean, can produce a bit of magic if you get the shooting boots on. You know, so go and win the game. Don't worry about who's not. You can't affect the fact that. Boris is no playing now, that's that's gone, right? Massive blow, but don't be negative. Go on the park and say, right, we've got offensive players here who can who can win this game. And and I also said about Eddie, Eddie has to turn up and be a team player. Don't play for himself, you know, but be a team player. Because Lawrence also said it as well off here that this is the one that could get Eddie a move. The difference between a Leicester and an Arsenal. See this game? Because the eyes of the world are on this game today. Because it's a cup tie. And it's like the, the league's gone and, you know, so it's a, the, the, the last, well, the second last competitive fixture between the two sides, but a lot at stake. So a lot of people are going to be watching this. So guys like Eddie, that, this is the ones that usually flick his switch. Don't flick your switch, but do it in the right way. Don't play for yourself. Don't take an extra touch in the box if you can shoot. Don't take an extra touch if you can play a man in. Be a team player. You know, and if you can you can link well well, you know, see then, I think Celtic have got a great chance. Turnbull coming in, Christy coming from midfield. The back, the back's always your cause for concern. The back of the pack, Laxalt in favour of Taylor. People might dispute that, but you know Laxalt did well the last game. So you know maybe the, the yellow jersey approach from Kennedy. And apart from Forrest, it ain't really broke there, is it? So he's not really tried to fix it too much. One in, one out. Strongest. This is probably the strongest team you could have played. See when you're looking, uh, you're looking back at this season. It's been a long, hard slog. Uh, I remember back to the game on October, the seventeenth of October. I mean, it seems like a long, long time ago. And the, the lineup back then, if you want to compare it to today's, was Barkas uh, back three of Welsh Duffy and Ayer, Frimpong Brown and Cham McGregor and Laxalt up front, Klamala and El Yanusi. I mean, just when you look at that team compared to the team today, Kevin. We have gone through some transformation. But one thing I am happy about is I'm far more confident about the defence than I was back in October going into the game against Rangers at Celtic Park. I'm maybe far more confident about the whole side, not just the defence going into today's game. And obviously, winning 6 nothing last week against Livingston, it's a wee boost, eh? it gives you that wee bit of spring in your step. And aye, it was good as a one-off. But... I'm probably got to be springing my step today because I've seen worse Celtic teams in the 11 that's been named beat better Rangers teams on one-off games, cup ties, famous cup ties, and we all know them, walking can rhyme them off, eh? And I'm going, it's a one-off game. 
Let's go and do it. We've done it in the, the mid nineties. We remember the two weeks, the famous two weeks. It's in Paddy Day massacre, and uh, can't remember what we, what we christened the first one. Eh? But they were two great weeks, and that was a poor Celtic side mm. against a half decent Rangers side. We, we're going into this game today as underdogs. We are underdogs. We're playing a team that we haven't beaten since December nineteen, and we were extremely lucky to beat them in, in that League Cup final. I can't remember the last time. Rangers got beat at home. It's probably the last time they got a penalty given against them or somebody sent off. Um, so we are massive underdogs going into this today. But if we turn up with no regrets, I'm quite happy with the back line apart from Laxalt. Uh, I thought Taylor would have been in there. But I understand what Lawrence and uh, Anthony says offhand, uh, off air. In, in the first game, well, the first game, the first John Kennedy game, the first game of the John Kennedy part time era, temporary era, or whatever, whatever it's going to be termed. Um, interim. Uh, interim era. Uh, we, we went in a very good state that, that time going into that game. We drew one each. It was, a, it was an okay performance, but Moy and Laxalt were our two best players on the day. So if we're going for the 4-2-3-1 the formation, we could actually go for a diamond formation, looking at the lineup as well. Then keep getting them in our partnership could do well. At the back, we're not going to make any rash judgments on Stephen Welsh, but as I say, I've, I've, gave, I've started calling Stephen Welsh Welshy. I'm quite happy with him in there because of his performances over the last couple of weeks. Hey, that doesn't mean to say that he's going to be the next Virgil van Dijk. That doesn't mean to say that he's even going to get game time next season. But I'm happy with him playing the day. I'm happy with Ayer playing the day. And uh, John Joe Kenny, over the last couple of weeks, had started looking like a competent fullback. But then I was putting that down to James Forrest being in front of him. Mm. So it'll be interesting today to see how he gets so with Ryan Christie in front of him. See, I think that's an interesting point, particularly on the left-hand side. When you look at Luxalt and Moy, how fresh in the mind of John Kennedy will that be, Lawrence, when you're looking at um, attacking the Rangers side down that left-hand side? Yeah, I think it's give the boy to Moy, isn't it? He's in form. Uh, was it 16, 17 goals this season? Yeah, he's definitely someone that we would expect. I'm most likely to pull out a bit of magic for us. Uh, I don't know who he'll be up against. Uh, I haven't looked at the opposition's team. Uh, uh, who's free to play for them? Uh, I'm sure uh, you know if Moy's on form, he will uh, cause him a, you know a bit of damage. Well, the Celtic team, uh, as I'm sure everybody's aware, being with Kenny Luxall, Welsh and Ayer. Brown and McGregor, I'm guessing, will be playing in the engine room just in front of the centre-halves with Christy Turnbull and Moy and Eddie up front. Quite a few people are saying, um, and I will get into the comments, Anthony Haggerty, that uh, we need a performance from Brian Christie because he hasn't really shown up against Rangers. Do you subscribe to that? I do, because you're judged on the big games and your performances in big games and I think if you were to ask Ryan Christie that that was probably one thing he would feel let down by himself in his career if he didn't turn up in the Rangers game so but you know Kevin was saying uh, people are subscribing to this notion they owe us a performance they they owe themselves a performance Mm -hmm. just to let them see that they can actually go to their rivals ground and win they owe it to themselves I mean obviously we think they owe it to us as well but you know they owe it to themselves to just Get back on the the winning bus, as you would say, in these kind of games. Is December nineteenth a long time not to, to win a, a game against Rangers? Just came and say, well, we're lucky to win that, so it could have been longer. It's the Marketers Report this week. Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 
privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. You know, so just prove to yourself. John Kennedy said in midweek that Honor Day were still the, the best team in Scotland. Well, you've talked to talk. Go and walk that walk today and do it. And show, show everybody that, yep, it's been a write-off of a season, but we're not as bad as people think. Tony, it's interesting to hear somebody like Kevin Graham talk about Celtic as being the underdogs going into Rangers. I don't think that'll ever, you know, sit right with me. And what I mean by that, I'm not being arrogant here because I know that the whole Celtic story is the one of the greatest underdog stories ever told. And I know that when you look at some of the biggest games that Celtic have uh, come out as uh, victors, we have been the underdog. I don't have to tell everybody the games I'm referring to. But on the domestic scene, when you've won nine in a row, when you've won four trebles in a row, the fact that Kevin Graham's sitting here talking about us as underdogs is indicative, is it not, of how far we've fallen this season? Of course, yeah. I mean, why Why should you be a, an underdog in any Rangers game? But, you know, it's just, yeah, speaking has just been a shambles from start to finish. But as Lauren said, you've got a chance to go and make create history again and create a rather record by winning five Scottish Cups in a row. And if you cannot be motivated for that alone and today's game to put out your rivals because basically they stand between you and lifting that cup or they should you know if you put out Rangers then you should go on and lift that Scottish Cup that's the bottom line so you are effectively removing your biggest danger today if you can win but they haven't filled you with any great confidence all season which is why we go into this as Kevin says as massive underdogs See, when we're looking at a uh, good comment coming in from Jungle Line, Christie has to be disciplined today if Celtic want to win. And I totally agree with that because I think the comment around Edward is that obviously he's put himself on a stage. Uh, sometimes that's where he performs at his absolute best when he's on that stage. But we know that he's on his way out and it's all about where he'll end up. There's a question mark around Christopher Iyer and whether or not he wants to remain at the club. I think that'll hinge on who comes in as the new manager. But the other third, uh, the third big name, I guess, would be Ryan Christie. And a lot of people are expecting him to move. Lawrence, how important is it that he's disciplined rather than trying to make it the Ryan Christie show today? Yeah, definitely. It's he, Christie sometimes he tries too hard when he comes back, gives away cheap free kicks. Uh, you know, uh, he, he needs to not be diving in. Also, it's about picking the right pass, being a team player. But you could say that, you know, but Eddie as well. You know, we need you to be a team player today. We, uh, yeah, it's. It's not about them or just getting shots off from anywhere. I think since Kerry's came in, you know, it's over 100 shots. The last few games, if you look at where we're shooting for, we're a bit, being a bit more careful where we're shooting for, from. And I think that's paying off in the goals for. Tally, so you can't all be uh, Ryan hitting them from 30 yards. Although if he sticks one in the top corner for 30 yards, I'm not going to complain. But, you know, it is going to be like Ryan, just pick the right pass. Hey, don't be shooting at every opportunity. Think it for somebody better in a better position. Play him in. Don't just be yeah, at a dick. Now, this is coming in from Tom, the greatest underdog story ever told. Well, if you know your unbroken history, Tom, you will know that the Celtic story is one of the greatest underdog stories ever told. And today, even if we are going in as the underdogs, uh, Kevin Graham, how confident are you? I mean, the last couple of games, I don't think that... Uh, We've seen a Rangers side that has uh, completely dominated us. 
Um, I think that the backline, which has been the biggest concern all season, John Kennedy seems to have resolved that for the time being. I still don't think Scott being going forward is our number one goalkeeper, but he's running with them and that's fine. And there's getting an understanding between him and Welsh and Ayer. Um, I've already said for next season, for a bit of continuity, I would see if, if we could potentially extend the loan deals of Kenny and Luxalt. For me, I think that that would be key because there's going to be a lot of new faces coming in. When we're going into today's game, albeit as the underdog, Kevin, are you quietly confident that we're going to get a result today? Look, I'm in that wee zone, eh, that meditation zone that you actually get before the game kicks off, where it doesn't doesn't matter who you're playing, eh? Real Barcelona, Real Madrid, who the hell you're trying to kid, eh? I believe we'll be anybody when you're when you're 25 minutes, 40 minutes before kick off, eh? So it doesn't matter who you're playing or what's their resources if they've if we haven't bet them in a year and a half, and that I still believe we can win. You read that team out on the on the 17th of October there. That 11 that we've got today is far better on that team. On the October the 11th mm-hmm. and we've got we've got to actually cling on to that like a man with an itchy back hanging for a cliff because that's what we are we're this man hanging for the cliff we're seasons hanging for the cliff edge here and if we can manage to clamber up the day get on top of that eh, then aye let's go let's go for it I'm, so I'm confident aye I've got to be confident at this point and it's green tinted specs I know that and it probably has to go any basis in reality but when do you ever have any basis in reality <laughs> <You know? laughs> well Kev let's just tune in on a Tuesday night for Scream and Serica and we'll know all about it now Lawrence you were talking about uh, the opposition today they are lining up as McGregor Patterson Goldson Hillander Barisic Davis Kamara Arfield Arabo Kent and Morelos so there answers your question in relation to the left hand side I think that is going to be key to Celtic today when you look at the way the opposition is lining up yeah definitely uh, it's where we've got strongest players last Glasgow derby I thought Diego and Moy were the best two players in the park hopefully you know they have another good game today Uh you know, it should, it's really about our players. I think man for man, if we turn up and we're on our game, so like John Kerry said, we're the best team out there on our day. And it's, are they going to turn up today? Are they going to show the commitment and a bit of magic? You know, in these games, we haven't had much luck uh, recently, you know, whether it's own goals or refs unsighted. Hopefully, you know, these things even themselves out over the over a season, so so we've been told. So I'm expecting uh, to be evened out today, and uh, you know, get the break of the ball or a ref decision, maybe. You never know. It's interesting. Sorry, Lawrence, to jump in there, but it's interesting that uh, the, the guy Patterson's out there, eh? Because the last game at Celtic Park, I can't remember who who was out there, but he, he played like a, he was towing a bungalow, eh? And Moy and Laxalt completely uh, were better. On, on the left-hand side in the first. I think he got took off at half-time for Patterson, did you know the guy that was out there, eh? So it's interesting that they've that they've done whatever they've done with, the, with their COVID appeals so Patterson can get into the game. Tony, there's a, a point coming in from David Stalker, which I totally agree with. Uh, Eddie Howe will attract players. When we're looking at the Celtic squad, uh, and I'm talking about continuity, and people will disagree with this, we're very, very light on fullbacks, both sides of the park, right? We know that. So you've got, if you remove the low knees, you've got Greg Taylor and behind him, potentially Leo Held, who's currently at Ross County, and who can perform on the left-hand side of the centre-half position as well. On the right-hand side, once Kenny goes back to Everton, if indeed he does, you're left with one right-back and Anthony Ralston. So my point around uh, keeping the fullbacks for extended loans would be for that very reason, Tony, and to ensure that we've got a couple of players who are already embedded in the club, uh, they're familiar with their teammates because there's going to be so much work done. I would also argue that there's a few loanees that have gone out and done well elsewhere that should be recalled rather than you know try and buy a second or a third choice centre half. I would be far more inclined to maybe bring back Henry and assess him. Uh, there's a few others in relation to maybe even Sved. When you look at uh, the right hand side we're very very short on the right looks like Christie's going to be going. But how pivotal will it be uh, the manager coming in when you look at the big names that might be departing Ayer Christie, Edouard, do you think someone like Eddie Howe could convince someone like Chris Ayer to stay longer, or Ryan Christie, or even Watson Edward? I believe he could. 
just depends if those guys want to work with somebody like Eddie Howe. You know, when Martin O'Neill came in, I think he convinced a couple to stay. Henrik might have been one of them. You know, maybe I in a move away. But he stayed and the rest history after that. So first and foremost, you've got to know if it is Eddie Howe. And Eddie Howe is a manager who will command an attract player command the attention of players and they will attract players to sign for your football club. The ones that you're talking about, yeah, for the continuity angle with Kenny and Laxalt, yes, possibly, but I'd like to think if it's Eddie Howe, that Eddie Howe's been actually working behind the scenes before he's coming in and scouted players and when he does come in, it's a question I say, mate, you can go get him, him, him and one. I'd like to think that's what's happening because see if it's not, then you are in, you're approaching you know, the Champions League qualifiers and, you know, you'll be ill-prepared again in playing Russian roulette again with it. You know, we have to have a manager come in soon. You know my thoughts on it about the clock ticking down with the days and stuff, so don't need to go into that. But the players you've mentioned possibly staying, yeah, I, I would I would inquire about it. But again, as a new manager, if it is how, does he want Lax out? Does he want John Joe Kenny? It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. You know, and uh, Henry, Jack Henry's an interesting conundrum. You know, you, I think you have to get Jack Henry back to have a look at him to see and give him X amount of games to see if he can cut the mustard as a Celtic player. People were too quick to judge him, but Brendan Rodgers clearly saw something in him. You know, so, and Brendan Rodgers not really argue with his judgment in players, a couple possibly, but so he, he thought he could improve them. So surely by going out and playing football, he has improved. But he has to, if, if Celtic want to give him another chance, and he has to come back into the fold and show that willing and show that attitude and shows that he's improved. Fair than that, you're looking for another centre-back. If you can't it's, a, it's, an, it's an interesting point. How many days are we? Eight, eighty-nine point, eighty-nine days away for the yeah. uh, Champions League qualifiers, eh? And take a note of this eleven and see how many of this eleven <laughs> kick off in eighty-nine days. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's going to be a really interesting point. Whoever is the manager, eh? And and whoever is the manager, and I've been saying this for weeks. I believe whoever the manager is is already watching this team. Yeah, and is, I, I, is, is already making up his mind on what... They wouldn't be doing that, Kev, because it would just be gross and utter negligence of Celtic if that wasn't the case. That They're saying to the manager, look, here's everything you need to know. You go and do your due diligence just now, you know, back there in the background, and then come in and we hit the ground running. You know, and I'm hoping that that's the chain of events that happens today. Celtic win, Mackay comes in, some time this week we get a DOF and a new manager and then everything starts falling into place. We start to get players, that kind of thing. Yeah. We, all know, we all know Tony that the season book renewals are no going to go are no going to go drop through our letterboxes with Peter Walls and John Kennedy's name on them. That's yeah. no going that's not going to harm. They can't because I told you before and we were talking about tier two lockdown. I said Celtic will stay in tier two. Because they will shut down two tiers of that stadium. <laughs> if they, if John Kennedy is the man, the new manager of Celtic, and that's no slight on John Kennedy, it's just the way people are feeling after the season, and they feel badly let down. I mean, even Kennedy himself, for his reputation, if he if he pulls a victory out the bag of the day, it's going to do his it's going to do his reputation well for when 
or if he does leave Celtic in the summer, then he can go and get another job saying, well, I've done the best. I, I turned that team around for the last five weeks of that season. I've I done, I done a good job there, I think. That looks great on my CV. And he's probably looking for who sees round about the Leicester area, I think, anyway. <laughs> I think it should be Celtic Colts manager next season but that's another discussion entirely Kev now we actually have three other contributors to a Celtic state of mind waiting in the wings uh OCD CSC is going to come into play here so I'm going to bring them in one by one and see how it looks even if I need to drop out and let you guys run for half an hour we'll do that I've never had six or seven Axon contributors on the page at any one time so first of all drum roll first up is the presenter of the Celtic State of Minds Bulletin on a Friday Miss Laura Bradburn how are you doing Laura? Fine, fine I was expecting some entrance music there I was going to give it my Hulk Hogan like, <laughs> I know, well, I could have asked I could have asked for the tune, but who knows, it might have been Westlife or Boyzone that you I requested, for, right? Bit of flying without wings, that'd have been great, <laughs> fine. And uh, I think you are wearing your green hoodie, and that goes on the back of what Lawrence was recommending last night. Yes, green hoodie, black jeans all the way. I've not yet got some green and white trainers, but I'm on it. Kev shows your ZX, whatever they are. Oh, no, no, I need to uh, put them Brian, Brian McClure has already told us that he uh, oh. knows a Celtic fan walking down the street if he's wearing something like that. So there Excellent. you go, Lawrence Haggerty yes. today. Uh, is that good enough match day attire, Lawrence? Scaring you, mate. You know, I've, I've went for uh, obviously Adidas, white, green stripes, a pair of Stan Smiths, you know. You know, I'm, I'm, you know that, that's that's tremendous. I'm wearing nothing from the waist down. Now coming in next what? is JP Mason. It's true. JP Mason, <laughs> the man who joins us on a Thursday. Got Laura a wee bit flustered there, sort of Laura. <laughs> and you come, JP Mason. Laura, how are you doing? Oh, look at that tracksuit! Wow. Um, what? You got me flustered there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing to get flustered about. I can confirm that. <laughs> now, 93 days. Is that 93 days to our, our first Champions League qualifier, uh, JP? That's, that's the, the Tony Haggerty countdown. Wow. Now, this six uh, screens on the broadcast is looking quite good. I don't know what's going to happen when we bring in the seventh. Uh, if it does mess up my OCD, I might have to drop out and leave you guys to it. But here we go all the way from Hungary is our Hungarian correspondent, Kevin McCluskey. Oh, that looks good. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing good, Paul. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Us three, um, the early risers, uh, which is... Quite surprising when you consider what uh, Lawrence put away last night. We've already spoken about the team, Laura Bradburn. What's your thoughts on the lineup? Um, I'm I'm quite encouraged by it. I, I, I have to say, I had a wee giggle to myself when I saw Axel in there, given given the history of what's been going on with me on Twitter the last couple of weeks. Um, but it, it looks strong, like Kevin was saying before I came on. Um, when you compare that to the the one that fielded that we fielded in October, you would actually say that I would probably be more confident of getting a result today than than I was back then. So, um, yeah, I, I I can't see any issues with it. Obviously, I'm sort of disappointed that Forrest hasn't. Made the game, but I would rather that for his sake that um, we didn't take any chances with him, given that he's still so early in his recovery period. So, if we have to wait a little bit longer to get a consistent um, role from him in the team, then I'm willing to do that. This looks like university challenge, and Kevin is the host. Um, <laughs> so the top row against the bottom row. Let's have a wee chat, JP. Let's go back to that tracksuit top. First thing I want to know is it an original? Uh, it's not, no. Um, and I know, I know, I know, I know. But check this out. Oh wow! wow. Nice one. Oh, like oh right, right. Looks like a player issue. You I get, mean, at least they've done it. At least they've done it right. Do you know what I mean? And I have to be honest. I waited six weeks for it to arrive. It arrived yesterday, and I, I was emailing the guy going. You're, this isn't happening, is it? I'm, I'm not getting this stuff. It's not a real thing. And then the next thing, I arrived yesterday and I opened it, and I was like, oh my god. I have a replica Celtic centenary tracksuit top, and it's—I mean, I had—I had one when I was a wee guy, so I remember what it was like, and it's exactly the same. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to make any apologies for that. Can you remember, JP? There was also a very natty jersey, so it was the same design, but it was yes. a cotton jersey where it had the centenary collar on it. Yeah. Did, did yeah. you have one of them? 
No, they I were crackers. I remember that, and there was an advert in the programs of all the of all the kit together, and that 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 jumper or the jersey, whatever it was, was was in amongst the the, the, the centenary home strip and this tracky top. So I remember it. I remember going into that season, uh, Kevin McCluskey as the underdog. Celtic went into that season having lost a, a whole host of first team regulars. Um, the rebuild job was done by Billy McNeil, and we know how the the job ended uh, with a historic double in the centenary season Kevin Graham just uh, brought us all back to reality today by saying that we are going into this game as underdogs I'm not comfortable with that uh, isn't it about time that uh, we reverse the balance again Kevin McCluskey that is yeah I think it is <laughs> yeah I mm. think it is um, I think we've had nine years that they've been the favourites in the big dogs in this game it's not a nice feeling to be the underdog but I mean, I remember when I was when I was a lad. I went through ten years of ever Celtic not winning anything, so it's something we're used to. We don't like it. Yeah, I think it's about time we put it right today. You know, another big uh, question mark is around Turnbull. One of the Axom contributors actually suggested over the last seven days that um, you know he should get dropped for Christie. That was before we knew that Forrest wasn't going to make it. Um, now, Laura, I'm going to come to you on that one. Obviously, because I know you're a big fan, with the news that Ryan Jacks dropped out of the Scotland squad, has there been any update in relation to Turnbull making it? Has he been announced as uh, replacing him? Uh, not that I'm aware of, because I don't think they've actually come out and named uh, the Scotland squad officially for the Euros. So I think he should have been in there from the start. But yeah, I mean, I, I struggle to remember who it was that called for him to be dropped, but I really don't see that being uh, sort of an option. He's by far probably our most naturally gifted footballer at the club. Him and Eddie are probably up there. And I, I don't see why you don't... Uh, think about building the team around him in years to come. He, we heard um, Paul Lambert on the on the football insomnia last night with Colin Watt talking about Paul McStay uh, coming in and talking to him and kind of handing the baton over. If you like, and I see Turnbull as being that for for the next generation of Celtic fans for the next ten years, he could be the kind of linchpin for us. And I know we're talking about a different time period now, and we might not have him for as long. But if we can keep him for as long as we can and make him the sort of fulcrum of the team, then I think it can only do as good. See, when we're looking at this season, Kevin Graham, um, and you look at that team just in October, you know Turnbull wasn't. Um, obviously part of that side uh, Welsh had been thrown in and I, I was actually surprised when I looked at that team that Encham started um, I do remember the photograph after or near the end of the game with Encham sitting on the uh, in the stand as if he couldn't care less what was happening on the park and Welsh was devastated having been taken off um, when you're looking at the impact of Turnbull and I would also add to that Stephen Welsh um, these are the types of people surely that we need to build our team around moving forward I, I'm not subscribing to the fact that we bring in two centre-halves and Welsh is just a sub or he's, he's rarely used next season surely he's proved himself that he is uh, suitable for a Celtic first team jersey I think he's proved himself that he's suitable to be in the mix to be in the equation to be considered um, I mean we're talking about next season and it's obvious that Welsh and Turnbull are going to be in the building next season, but we don't know who else is going to be in the building next season. But you know me, I'm the, the, the socialist romantic that I am, I think we should be building the team round Stephen Welsh. I think we should be building the team round Turnbull. I think we should be looking at our youth system. We should be looking to develop players. And we should be like, at this point, Next season, we should have a mixture. I want the average age of the team to be 22. Made up, made up of guys for the academy. And I want us to be, as Tony quite rightly says, free-flowing, always exciting Celtic. That's what I want us to be. And I want Stephen Wells to be part of that. He might not be. Who knows, but... You know, the that thing, is, I don't uh, think it is about being overly romantic about this. Because Celtic haven't produced... Anthony Haggerty enough centre-halves goalkeepers or centre-forwards for the last 30 years and it's about time that when somebody comes in like Welsh and I think that every challenge that's, that he's faced this season he's overcome it now yeah he's made mistakes of course he has because that's what young players do and that's how they learn from those mistakes and develop but I just I don't like the idea of it's almost now a given that everybody says well Turnbull's a shining light and we forget about Welsh I, I, I don't underestimate the impact Welsh has made 
A Welsh has made a, a fantastic impact, but bearing in mind it's been a terrible season. See if everything had gone to plan, would Welsh be in the team? Conjecture? Possibly not, if, if it all worked out well with Duffy. Right, OK, it didn't, which is why Welsh has got his chance. So you have to be careful with the boy as well. You don't want to be pigeonholing him and saying he's the next massive thing. Just let him breathe and let him go on with the business at hand. And that's playing football matches for Celtic, which he clearly loves to do. Don't put any undue pressure on him, unnecessary pressure, by saying he's the kind of guy we need to build a team around. Just let him mature into the player he's going to be. Because that way you will discover if you can build a team around him. You see putting piling pressure on, the same things like this is a guy we need to build a team around, you know. That's a big, big thing. The boys just broke into the team and he's played well. He's young, he's raw, but the material looks to be there. Let's see where he goes. Just let him play out the rest of the season and, and if somebody like Eddie Howe comes in, then hopefully a coach like him can make him a better player and the young guy will go on to be the player we all hope he becomes and we'll be proud of him because he, he's young and he's came through the system. I, I just see this constant pigeonholing and saying that this guy's going to be great or he, he's going to be this or that. Just let him breathe and play his football because he's loving it. He's enjoying it and he has to be allowed to do that. And just without the, the pressure of you, you, you must be this player or that player. He's a defender first and foremost and showing an aptitude for it and we move forward and we hope that he turns out to be something special. Do you think, JP, that a player like Stephen Welsh has come in? Yeah, there's been a lot of difficulties this season. Do you think he's come in at a time, though, that the added pressure, the 60,000 fans at Celtic Park, which obviously can be a difficult proposition for even the most experienced of players, do you think that's worked in his favour, the fact that he hasn't had to face that additional pressure? Quite possibly. I wish that wasn't the case, but uh, you know, for him individually, it may well be. I mean, he was, on, was he not on loan at Green at Morton last season? Uh, yeah, I, I I don't recall hearing reports of him pulling up trees at Greenock Morton. Do you know what I mean? So it's not as if he came back to us with this sort of glowing reputation, having been there and done really well. So he's, you know, he's he, he, and he got bombed out after that that Rangers game at uh, Celtic Park. He didn't, remember we didn't see him for months. When, when did, I can't even recall when he came back in, but it wasn't for a long time after that game. Um, so. You know he's had to sort of lick his wounds in a, in a sense, and I'm really glad that he's 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 still here and he's signed a new contract and obviously sees this next four years as as part of his development at Celtic rather than losing yet another young prospect to uh, wherever Bayern Munich or whatever. That's a good point. I mean he's committed to the club. Yeah, but a lot of youngsters are not committing to the club, so he's committed to the club. And I get where Tony's coming for. I just, I just want all the young laddies that come in for a youth academy to do well, eh? But I understand we've got to let them breathe. We've got to let. We've got to see where it takes them. Eh? They might not be good enough. They might be good enough. Let's. I wouldn't have you, Kevin, for say. I was just. No, like, no, no. It's fine. You know, just kind of let them do their thing and be where they're going to be. It's, you know? it's, it's what we do as football fans, Tony. We want, yeah. we, want inst- we want instant gratification, we want instant labels, and we want just... Yeah, yeah. So, things take time. The big thing for me, looking at the situation that we were in in January, where we were forced to throw in some kids, let's call them kids, um, and for me, a lot of them weren't ready. They weren't ready for the step up. Now, that's bad on Celtic because we should have developed them enough. They should have had enough first-team football so that when we have to throw three or four youths into the team, then they're ready for it at 17, 18, 19 years of age. Um, But I think what became pretty clear was people like uh, Cameron Harper, for example, weren't ready. I mean, I don't even think Dembele looked ready. He made absolutely no impact whatsoever. Ocaflex came as a rising star from Arsenal under Brendan Rodgers didn't look ready, missed a sitter that night, didn't give him a hard time for it because he's a young player. But I think that we're in a situation now that whoever comes in, you should have a first-team squad, and we've got a a very big squad at the moment, but a first-team squad of around between 23 and 25, and every other young player that isn't playing regular football, if we don't have a coach team, every single one of them needs to be loaned out and get first-team football. And I think that needs to happen like immediately. That You cannot have a situation where Karamoko Dembele's not playing for the first team, so he's not playing. 
because then when you try and throw him in, it looks like, like a shadow of the player that we've seen making an appearance against Hearts a few years ago or against Cluj. I mean, this is a, a kid who was on the bench for the Scottish Cup final against Hearts. And, you know, it looks as though he's going to be leaving. Uh, who knows what the, the career and the future will hold for him. But I just think it's a bad situation for Celtic to be in where we can't, you know, call on four or five young players who have had enough first-team experience. I mean, that Rangers game, Laura, you'll remember when Welsh was thrown into that. And that was due to, obviously, various issues uh, leading up to the game. I mean, Clamalla only started that because Ayeti pulled out before the game, on the day of the game. That's why uh, Clamalla started. And he's been thrown into that. Prior to that game, Stephen Welsh had played one first-team game for Celtic, and it was against Hamilton. We shouldn't be in a situation like that. You know, we've dominated for nine years, quadruple treble, uh, we should have been able to to give a centre half or a promising left back wherever they are on the park enough game time so that, that it's not a shock to the system when we throw them in. No, um, I think they don't get enough chances and as JP said, there seems to be this consistency issue that happened with Welsh. I could name other players like Jack Aitchison, the Henderson brothers, uh, Marcus Fraser going back a wee bit further who come in and, and I think do decent jobs and yet don't seem to get any further chances than an initial break into the team and they must be thinking to themselves well I can't even guarantee that I'm going to progress my career even if I do get a few um, first team appearances under my belt and as I said when uh, Cameron Harper left um, he 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 stated in, in the, the interview that he did when he uh, joined the team in the MLS that the new manager that he went to play under put a very clear map out for him of how he could get into the first team and what his roadmap would be for doing that and that if he did get in he would have a consistent chance to to, to have that place and I, I think at Celtic it's far too inconsistent you, you don't know when your chance is going to come it might come in a massive game that, that there's a lot of pressure and then there's no guarantee thereafter that you're even going to stay in the team yeah, absolutely. Now, Lawrence, I'm going to come to you first on a point that's been raised by Ian McGinley, who comes in to say, I like being the underdog. Now, interestingly enough, three or four weeks ago, I did speak to someone, Celtic supporter, lifelong fan, who said this very thing to me, that they were never, believe this or not, and I won't name them, they were never comfortable dominating as we have dominated. Now, I think that's an absolute nonsense. I don't like being the underdog. Maybe when you go into a European game, there's always going to be European giants and, you know, the underdog uh, label when you're playing at home at Celtic Park. I think we thrive on that. But the underdog in a domestic sense, Lawrence Conley, let's put this one to bed, surely. Yeah. We're the biggest club in Scotland. We shouldn't ever be the underdog if we're performing properly. It's bound to players not turning up this season. On paper, if you look at the squads, you know, I, I don't see... I, I see our players being rumoured away and clubs like AC Milan talk about our players. You don't see that in any other club in Scotland. You know, we have a quality of player that other teams don't have. So, for me, being the underdog, I, I don't think it's acceptable with the resources we have to be put in a position in Scotland that we are the underdog. And I think that, that just shows how much of a failure that the season's been. You know, if the players had played to their potential, we should be should have been running away with things again. But we haven't. So hopefully they can rectify it today, get a, a good win, and on the way to five Scottish Cups in a bounce. Here's hoping. Kevin McCluskey, um, Niz comes in to say being the underdog stops complacency. Now, I can't have it both ways because I've been talking about complacency all season. Uh, did that creep in uh, when we were dominating all before us? Um, I don't think that necessarily means that we should just be comfortable be, being the underdog, especially in domestic football. Yeah, I agree with Lawrence completely on that one. Um, in domestic football, Celtic should never be the underdog in Scotland. Uh, but I do think that there must be something behind that argument that the dominance that we had led to complacency creeping in. And you see that in the performances of guys like Christie and Edward this season, when they've all underperformed. And today, I think it was Lauren Sellier as well, or maybe Anthony, was saying if Christie turns up, if Edward turns up, if Moy turns up, we'll win. Well, last season we didn't have to ask if they will because we just knew they would. And you feel that there now is a, a complacency that they almost expected to win. Um, 
Now, interesting enough, I said this before we came on live. I said it to Anthony Haggerty, Montgomery on the bench. I found that to be quite an interesting selection, Anthony Haggerty, because although he appears on the Celtic website as a centre forward, we've converted him. Like, uh, I was going to say Calvin Harris. It wasn't a Calvin Harris. What was the guy's name? Miller. <laughs> Calvin Miller. Uh, we've converted him to a left back. Calvin Harris is bound to be a Celtic fan anyway, from Dumfries. Anyway. Yeah, is, is he a JP? You'll know. No, he's not. Is he not? Right, we'll leave that there. We don't even want to, we don't even want to know. We don't even want to know who he supports. Right, so Montgomery's on the bench. Anti the, the one player that I thought might have made it to the bench uh, Mikey Johnson he's disappeared from view is that a concern or is he just flattered to deceive really it's not a concern for me because I spoke to you off air about my thoughts on Mikey Johnson I'll, I'll keep it cleaner for the broadcast uh, I I just don't see where Mikey Johnson fits in at Celtic I really don't I uh, I just I, he does flatter to deceive I just think Mikey Johnson another one who could benefit from a loan spell somewhere or another loan spell somewhere and and really massively upping and improving his game because I think he's he's work cut out if he's going to become a regular Celtic player just my thoughts I just can't see it I don't know what he brings to the table and I, I struggle with the thought that Mikey Johnson is the future of Celtic because I just I don't rate him to be honest I just don't rate him as a footballer I think he might well flourish somewhere else, but I just don't think that'll be at Celtic. People will obviously disagree with that, but he's not done enough to convince me that he is a future star or a future player for Celtic. Kev, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, he played games under Brendan Rodgers, but I'll tell you, before his injury, Neil Lennon utilised them a lot in his side. Do you think he has regressed during the last 18 months or so? You've got to put it down to injuries, but this summer is a massive, massive summer for Mikey Johnson. Uh, he can either go one way, he can either go Tony's way, or he can either jump in, the, the, jump onto the whoever's bandwagon it's going to be. So he's got a big summer coming up. Um, I think he's got talent. Whether he's got the physicality or the application to make that talent count is still to be it's still to be proved yet but I think there's been circumstances surrounding that I just want to go back to the, the, the underdog thing and aye we're no favourites if you didn't like the term underdogs but we're, we're no favourites going into, going into today's game and as Lawrence quite rightly pointed out with our resource no being favourites just shown how badly we've used those resources this season but I've always seen Celtic as a sort of underdog because of how we were formed and their backstory and the fact that there's a very high percentage of the population of Scotland always want us to get beat so we're always the underdog when it comes to these games and other games where there's big things at stake <laughs> that's understandable now follower Celtic comes in to say Mikey Johnston another Brian McLaughlin you'll remember Brian McLaughlin JP Mason we Eddie uh, came in in a blaze of glory I think he was given his chance by Tommy Burns was he not and um, before you knew it he was being uh, he was actually being, uh, you know, called the next Jimmy Johnson compared to Jinky. Um, and that shows you, Tony, how we shouldn't really compare players to those of the past. Um, someone also comes in to say, JP, and I'll let you explain this. What is that 93 behind you for? Uh, aye, well, it was 96 the other day and it was 103 the time before that and it's the days until uh, the first Champions League qualifier I put it up as a a tip of the cap to Tony Haggerty who was banging on about how it was 100 <laughs> days to the Champions League qualifier and that is there's now 93 days until uh, the 20th or the 21st of July it's um, like a it's like a Tim advent calendar <laughs> <laughs> which means it's only 92 days till we announce a new manager on the plane on the plane there Laura on that point I'll come to you and see how you, you brought it up now there is the the train of thought that uh, Dominic Mackay apparently will be at the game today so he is going to take uh, charge well he's not going to take charge he's going to enter the building tomorrow Kevin Graham's already told us what he's going to do for his first week um, at Celtic Park well Peter Lowell's still there 
It would be brilliant, obviously, for the club um, to get a win today. Do you think we'll see other appointments and then, quite quickly thereafter, the season ticket renewal forms? I, I really hope so. Um, I know that Kevin and uh, Tony were saying before um, we came on air that the Celtic wouldn't put out a season ticket renewal uh, form with Peter Lowell and John Kennedy's um, name on it. Given some of the stuff that's happened this season, I think that's far from far from the worst thing they could have done. Um, or, or the worst thing they would have done. But I, I really hope to see uh, this week being the start of sort of getting the ball rolling and moving forward. I would hope to see a, a, an appointment by sort of this time next week. Um, I know it's wishful thinking, but I, I've got a feeling that things are already in place from, from what I'm hearing and, and that hopefully it's just a case of timing and, and it's sooner rather than later. Alfred Nobel comes in. Has Paul updated his Premier Sports subscription? Um, are you a rep, Alfred? How do you know? How do you know? I've had an email asking me to update that. Um, right, I'm going to run around the uh, Axom room. I'm going to start from the top, Kevin Graham. I want to know, will there be any penalties or red cards today? Who's going to be the main man and what's your prediction? Um, right, I may as well get the green-tinted specs on here. Eh? I think we're going to win 2 nothing. Uh, Callum McGregor's going to score and Moy's going to score. McGregor's going to score after 23 minutes, Moy after <laughs> 76, and Scott Brown's going to get sent off in the 89th minute for scalping Morelos in the face with the ball. Just, just with the ball? Just All with right. the ball. Okay, uh, interesting um, prediction there from Kevin Graham. Anthony Haggerty, how do you see today going? Who's, who's going to be the main man today? Who's going to be the, the game changer for Celtic? I think Eddie and Moy will step up to the plate today. I really do. I think Celtic will probably win 2-1. And I think Bobby will just ref the match. There'll be no red cards and no penalties because he'll want to just get the hell out of Dodge without being the, the thing of suspicion being pointed his way. So I just think he'll, he'll ref it the way it should be ref. You know, not asking for favours or whatever. Just, just ref the match. Fairness. That's what every team wants from any referee. It's fairness. And I think you'll do that today. You did. Absolutely. JP, over to yourself. How do you see today going? Uh, well, I got the last prediction spot on. I said one each, uh, if you remember rightly. Um, and I'm going to go 1 0. Uh, and I might even, I, I don't want to be as bold as to suggest the scorer, but I've got a funny feeling Ryan Christie's going to make us all eat our words today. And I really hope I'm right. And also the words of the Falkirk social media guy or yeah, girl. Yeah, hi. Uh, Laura Bradburn, how's yes. it going to go today? I'm really tempted, uh, Kevin put in the group chat uh, before the game, I'm really tempted to say 1-0 and it's going to be Laxalt with a screamer from about 40 <laughs> yards, but uh, I'll be a bit more sensible than that and stick to what my prediction was yesterday and say 3-1 and Turnbull to score first. Nice. Lawrence Conley, I'll come back to the initial question. Penalties or red cards today? It's Bobby Madden, right? Are you not? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've, we've got the COVID ref, ref the COVID party animals today. So, we're not getting, you know, we're not getting anything off of that, off of Brother Madden, are we? <laughs> and how do you see today going? Who's going to be the main man for Celtic? Are we going to get a performance from someone like Ryan Christie? El Yunus has shown it already. David Turnbull. How do you see the game going, Lawrence? Uh, I'm hoping that we, we turn up. Uh, if we do, I think we'll win 4 now. French Eddie banging at least two of them in. Are you still drinking that red wine for last night, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I love your optimism, Lawrence. Uh, I love your optimism, my friend. Kate McCluskey, our Hungarian correspondent, watching from afar. How do you see today going? I'm sticking with the 1 0 Laxal Thunderbolt from 45 yards out in the last minute. Oh, like so hope that's Laura. true. <laughs> Now, I'm just checking to see who said it would be 2-1. That was Tony Haggerty. Uh, I've been quite bullish in the WhatsApp group, but I agree with you, Tony, and I think the scoring will be opened by a Chris Iyer towering header uh, for Celtic. So 2-1 Celtic is my prediction as well. He'll never score a towering header. <laughs> <laughs> 
There is confidence in the Axon broadcast room today, which uh, is always nice to see. But I know that everybody's going to be scrambling about for uh, his goal uh, streams and all that kind of stuff. If you have not subscribed, as uh, Alfred Mobile reminded me, if you have not subscribed to Premier Sports, go and find your stream. And uh, we'll be back at half time. And in fact, you know, the, all seven of us should probably join half time to see where we are in terms of the predictions. Enjoy the game. Thanks to everybody for getting involved. And thanks for the Axon team for joining me on a Celtic state of mind. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad, because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.